this. This is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. Josh Johnson, Ben Watts, two good buddies, good old pals. We're talking fantasy football for now. Until later when Ben decides he wants to shoot me over a fantasy football take. We will have a falling out one day. It, it's going to happen. Any, it might happen today. Any show worth its salt will have a falling out. I mean, honestly, yes. Or just Pe- anybody some- that has anything to do with Skip Bayless. There it's will be been a falling a- out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should go take that spot. I could yell at Skip Bayless for an hour and a half, a few times a week. Skip, 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 skip. <laughs> Are you like, I will take $3 million a year to yell at Skip Bayless and call oh, him an idiot. I yell at him through my TV for free. <laughs> Much less to make a ton of money doing $3 it. $3 million. Oh, man. It's been a minute. People might have thought we broke up. We haven't recorded in a while. We hadn't done one in a hot minute, but we're back. Yeah. And that's that's all that matters. We actually, we did break up, but we reconciled. We worked out our differences. Yes. Yes. It happens. <laughs> we got a lot on this episode. We got some news. We got some disagreements that are about to happen. We're about to have another falling out. Yep. It's it's. This is the last episode for a long time. Oh, geez. We're also going to do uh, some keep trade cuts that I know are going to be really spicy because Ben will not know what to do. Yeah, it's off the cuff. Josh knows about it. He prepped ahead of time. I'm you kinda, didn't because it's on par. I'm kind of a fly by the seat of my... You didn't prep in ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hop into some news. Um, we've got... Uh, just to get things rolling, we've got a piece of news that has me shaking in my boots. It's been rumored that the Jets are going to sign Dalvin Cook. (laughs) And I am very much not looking forward to that possibility. What if if they signed DeAndre Hopkins in the same swoop and just destroy Brees and Garrett Wilson in one fell swoop? God. They very well could. I doubt that they would get DeHop. But, I mean, I could see it unless unless the money ends up being a sort of situation where he's like, yeah, I'll take, you know, four and a half million and uh, have a, an incentives-based contract. But I'm imagining he's got a, he's getting some money from the, the Cardinals, isn't he? I don't know what... You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they had to pay to get rid of him. I don't either. I don't know if they had to eat all the contract, which, knowing the Cardinals, they probably ate the whole thing. Yeah, they're not very smart. I think there was something like a twenty-five plus million dollar cap hit on D Hop. I would bet the Falcons ate the whole thing and just cut him. The Cardinals. That's what I meant. Yeah. But the Falcons, it the other seems like it makes something makes sense to something they would do, yeah. but not this time. <laughs> it's the other bird team. Check, it checks out though. So yeah, if if the Jets signed Alvin Cook, I'm just I'm gonna dig a hole, hop into it, bury myself because. I love I love Brees Hall. I have loved Brees Hall for the entire duration of this podcast. You have been a full-on Brees Hall believer. Yes, and he showed it on the field. Like, he is amazing. We've oh, seen great. it. We know it. 
But if they sign Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook is going to steal a significant amount of work. Like, he's 27. He got cut. Those things are true. But he's still we a also very know good Dalvin's, NFL running back. I mean, he was great when he was on the field last year. Yeah, he had a and we know he's yards. healthy. Brees, so, there's more yeah. questions. That would be that would be incredibly depressing. I don't know what I would do. Uh, I think probably I would just die. Sell Brees Hall. God, <laughs> just just cut bait, man. Oh. Uh, also, the Broncos. This came out today. We're recording this. What is today? Uh, Tuesday, the twentieth. The Broncos are showing interest in Stephon Diggs, reportedly. Um. It was said that they would potentially offer Portland Sutton and a third-round pick for Stephon Diggs. Why? That's the same thing. That's just a downgrade. That's like when the uh, the Titans traded A.J. Brown for Traylon Burks in the third-round pick. Like, Traylon Burks is nothing compared to Cortland Sutton or to A.J. Brown, and Cortland Sutton's nothing to pair compared to Stephon Diggs. And they're yeah. both old. Yeah, I mean, Sutton is 28. 27, 28, Diggs is, is he 30 yet? Is he still 29? He's close to 30. I'm not sure. I think he so, turns yeah, 30 this be... year. He turns 30 during the season, I think. I jokingly put on our story today that holding on to Sutton for all these years would finally pay off if he went to Buffalo. Stefan Diggs, as giant of a diva as he is, like, you you think life is bad, quote-unquote, with Josh Allen? You want you want to go play with Russell Wilson? And that's Come an downgrade. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> you think he's complaining now? Yeah. Give him three months. Oh, good Lord. Where do you think D-Hop lands? Where do I hope he lands or where do I think he goes? Where do you think he goes? I think he goes to the Patriots. Yikes. I hope, 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 hope the Bills sign him. See? he would He would be the piece that the Bills need. Or I have a feeling he would end up with like the Titans or something. What that that would make no sense though. Well, not if not if you look at it the way he talked about it on the podcast. But if you look at it like a team has a need, they'll pay him money. The Titans will pay him money. They'll suck, but they'll pay him money. I guess it's more of is DeAndre Hopkins only interested in money, or does he want to win? Because he's never going to win if he goes to the Titans. That's your Super Bowl yeah. window just closed if you go to the Titans. Although playing but, devil's advocate, I don't believe this at all because I do think the Titans are a rebuilding team with a competing coach in front office. Like they've got a really good organization, but their roster is not very good. Let's put it that way. But last year they started the season six and one. Yeah. So I don't know. I, we can look at that team and say they suck. And Mike uh, Vrabel, he's going to bootstrap that thing, MacGyver that thing into a playoff team. I, and I guess you're right in the sense, too, that it's they want to win, and the Jaguars are the best team in that division, but the other two are definitely not. I don't know if you can muster up a, chance, a way to beat the Jaguars twice, which, I mean, the Titans roster, I think, could do it, especially with their coach. Yeah. I guess you could see a playoff run out of them. Maybe. Um it would be it would be a playoff run like the the NFC East a few years ago when like Dallas Cowboys got in with a losing record. Yeah. I mean that's that's pretty much what you're looking at because you know the Colts 
I don't know. I think we thought the Colts were a good team last year, and they tanked. Uh, I think I the Colts are a well-run team, but I think the Colts also understand now that it's going to take a few years. Yeah, I see them as like a five or six win team. Um, same thing, honestly, with the Texans. I I will see. I think the Texans will be better, but still, like a six, maybe seven win team. And then the Jaguars are probably going to win like twelve games. So, got them around that, ten. Yeah, I mean that that just leaves the Titans to be probably six, seven win team. I can see three six win teams, and then the Jags with whatever's yeah. left. So, I don't know. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, because we haven't really talked about this off the podcast or on the podcast, but it's, it's oh, a so two-parter. This is brand new. This is it is new. a little bit new. It's a two-parter. It's a thing that's been in the sports discourse here for the past few weeks, and I'm just interested to hear your take on it. But part one of this is that J.K. Dobbins wants a new contract. Which I find hilarious. I'm sure, he does. <laughs> I, I would also I want, would a, new want contract, a new contract too. <laughs> but he has not earned a cent yet. It's this is his. I mean, he was good his rookie year. Yeah, he's he had one. Can't do good anything year. about the injury himself. I'm not. I'm not saying he deserves a new contract by any means. But he was good his rookie year, and he's had bad luck since then. So, I guess I feel bad for the player. But like, I, you can't sit here and demand a contract. No, he's he's not going to get a contract. But the other, the flip side of that is, like, what is the deal with the running back market? Because Saquon Barkley is essentially holding in. Josh Jacobs is holding in. Has not signed. Neither one of them have signed the franchise tag. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is up for a contract, and you know he's he's talked about in the media how it's you know concerning that running backs, these studs, aren't getting paid. And I mean, it makes sense. They're not getting paid. Christian McCaffrey's talked about. Um, I was watching the Rich Eisen show the other day, and he was talking about how just like bizarre it is that running backs aren't making any money, um, and just the I guess how difficult it is for them to get a second contract. Obviously, Dalvin Cook got cut, uh, Zeke Elliott cut, uh, all these guys that have been fantasy staples for a long time. It's like they can't even get it on team. Like Brian Robinson is a potential NFL starter and Dalvin Cook is a free agent. That's weird. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. What, how do you feel about the running back market? Maybe what it means for fantasy, maybe where it's going. I I almost wish that like NFL teams would just agree that you can pay running backs earlier. Like after a rookie season of a running back's great, like just pay him. Because it's not like a receiver to where like 27 years old, I'm not scared of a receiver dropping off. Dalvin Cook is 27, and teams are terrified to pay him like five million dollars, which yeah. is which is baffling to me. Like, and the thing is, he's still going to be good wherever he goes. But I don't, I, I get it from an NFL team standpoint that I just can't invest a long term contract in an asset that is a it's the most injury prone position in football because you take the heaviest beating you. You just you don't last as a running back, so I don't. They're gonna have to pay him earlier, but teams like and I don't blame him. I I can't invest in you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was when just it, when you can up. go get a third, a third round rookie like a, like a Brian Robinson and like he's fine. Throw him out there, he'll get 70, 80 yards a game. That's all we need. 
I just pulled up the um, the highest paid running backs for this year and their average salary. Um, so I guess first off, just throw out there, what do you think the top running back is making per year? Right now, probably sixteen million. I'm guessing. Christian McCaffrey makes sixteen. Um, Derrick Henry's got to be up there. Derrick Henry is up there. He's at number three right now. Dalvin Cook was number three, but he got cut. Um, Christian so was, McCaffrey. Derrick Henry's at three. Who would be? Is it Camara too? Maybe. Yeah, Camara's going to make fifteen this year. Henry's at 12 and a half. Nick Chubb is at 12.2. Mixon is at 12. Mixon's number probably comes down, I would imagine, before the season. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm I, surprised they still have him. We both thought he might would probably get cut earlier. Yeah. They got a restructure or something, I'm guessing. So, basically, Christian McCaffrey aside, which I think we can agree that because of what he does on the field, McCaffrey is... I mean, him getting $16 million is... That's honestly worth it. Like... He is maybe that's a, that's the a only guy in a running back right there. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's the only guy that I look at and I think, okay, I mean, that's fine. But like, you know, uh, Austin Eckler is not on the top eight. Um, it is basically the 2017, um, running back draft class. It's all these guys. And then you've got tied down here, basically at the bottom, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley at 10.1 million. Teams don't want to pay him $10 million. Um, Saquon reportedly, reportedly, I don't know, you know, what you can do with that, but it was like, what was it, $13.5, $14 million that um, that he wanted, and the team said, we'll give you 12 Yeah. So, I don't know. I and wonder. It's, it's so tough, too, because, like, look at, like, Stefan Diggs. He signed, like, a four-year, $100 million contract at 27, 28 years old. Dalvin Cook's going to be what, – what do you think a team's going to pay him when they sign him? Six, six million, something like that, for one year? Yeah, probably. When Stephon Diggs is – and, like, this not, I'm not talking about Diggs' personality concerns aside, but, like, he's going to make $25 million this year? Yep. And the team's happy to pay him that at 30 because he makes that big an impact on the field. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's wild. And it, it sort of makes you think, like – what are these next wave of contracts going to look like? Because it it really feels like if it Saquon feels like it's got to be lower too. Like Jonathan Taylor's not going to get a, a five year, no. hundred million dollar contract. No, I think you're probably going to look at like a three year deal is kind of the hallmark deal. And I mean, I could see Jonathan Taylor getting three years, twelve million or thirteen million a year. Yeah, and that I mean that feels reasonable. He's twenty four, so you, you're going to sign him at twenty five. Give him an extension. You probably have baked in there. You've got an out in the second year of his contract. I'm guessing. So you're going to get. You're essentially signing on for two more years of Jonathan Taylor. If if he gets the contract that we think he'll get. Yeah. And then they cut him once he's 27, like Dalvin Cook. That's weird. Like, is Bijan Robinson going to get a second contract? Yes, but you would think so. But like, if Saquon Barkley can't get a second contract, and that's, Josh that's fair. Saquon was. He was the he was Bijan when he was this age. I mean, Josh Jacobs ran for sixteen hundred yards last year behind and an offensive line that we didn't think was incredible. I mean, it was and can't fine. get a two year deal done. Can't can't get anything more than a ten million dollar franchise tag. Yeah, 
It's weird. It is. Really it weird. is difficult running backs. I I really do feel for them. Because it's like, hard. It's hard for me to feel that much as because we're both poor. But <laughs> if you offer me a ten million dollar contract, I don't care what it is. Yeah. I am signing. You're doing it. And but I guess it's so odd because NFL teams look at it like like the Philadelphia Eagles, for example. I'm pretty sure they're paying their entire running back room like five million dollars this year. Oh yeah, and that's that's how to do it. Like look at the Chiefs. They don't pay anything to their running backs. Look at I guess the Bengals aren't a good exception. But the Bills, they're not paying anything to their running backs. Yeah. The Patriots guess, never paid anything to their running backs. Yeah, the, like Ramondre Stevenson won't get a second deal. Absolutely not. And well, he the, might. But the pay, Bill's never done it. He might. He might get like a David Montgomery style second deal. Yeah, but that's that's how teams are succeeding. Like, let's put the money in a position I can count on for seven, ten years, and we'll draft a running back in the fourth round. It'll be fine. It's wild. It's really, really wild because you've got yeah. I mean, you've got all these young guys. Which really, is why, really like, I, I wish you could give guy a new contract in year two. Like, say, Bijan goes out there, has eighteen hundred yards from scrimmage and seventeen touchdowns. Like, give him his contract then, sign him for five years, give him I don't know one hundred and twenty million, one hundred thirty million dollars, and then cut him then because he'll be twenty six, twenty seven then. But that's basically what the uh, Cowboys did with Zeke, and it was a terrible contract by the end of it. Yeah, but but that well, that's what I'm saying. Because they didn't give him his contract extension until when? Year three or four? Yeah, something like that. Year give him, three. give him the extension in year two. But then they're uh, then they're expensive. Well, yeah, but then and you can cut than... them once. You can cut them once they're twenty six. Yeah. Then you're then you're done with them. But Don't then they're gonna. Then there's always gonna be the teams that are like, oh well, I'll just go pay Isaiah Pacheco seven hundred thousand dollars and I'll get sixty percent of the production for it. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just such a quarterback centric league anymore. Quarterbacks and wide receivers. Yeah. That that's that's how you win Super Bowls is Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey or Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, not ground and pound Derrick Henry. Right. Right. It's bizarre. Really bizarre. All right. We're gonna talk about a few players that we disagree on because you know, what is fantasy football without disagreement? That get, that's what get that's what gets views. Let's be honest here. Fair We're enough. all about the clout. <laughs> I so think the first, the first one, time I've ever said clout. Yeah, I didn't like it, honestly. <laughs> you could have not done that, and I would have liked it better. I'll be honest, the first time I heard people talking about clout, I thought it was something sexual. I thought it had <laughs> something to do with the weather. Okay, so we know which of one of us is a better person. All right. Josh is walking out. The cloud is really nice today. Look at, <laughs> look at that. Ben is look, like, it's I wonder which part of the butthole is the clout. <laughs> I don't want to look this up without getting some, some kind of list. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. So TJ Hawkinson. TJ, oh, you want to start out strong. Okay. Okay. So for... um. I don't even really know how to lead into this. Basically, we can approach this. Josh hates TJ a, Hawkinson. I do not. <laughs> ben I believe loves he TJ wants TJ Hawkinson to die. <laughs> how about this? I'll tell you where I've got TJ Hawkinson, how I feel about him, and then you can yell yeah, go at ahead. me. Okay. All right. Josh is an idiot. Let's preface that way. <laughs> In my redraft rankings... 
I have TJ Hawkinson at tight end. Four. Too low. Which is apparently stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> I view him and Dallas Goddard about the same. Um, Incorrect. And because of cost, I would rather have Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard on a per-touch basis is incredibly efficient. TJ Hawkinson, not so much. And I think it's probably due to the offense. But um, where I'm looking at tight ends right now, and some of this I think is probably baked into how much you got to pay to get him. I think people look at TJ Hawkinson. He had the tight end two season last year. Um, some of that is really due to the fact that other tight ends sucked. Not so much that Hawkinson was amazing. I mean, he was good, but it was it was really Travis Kelsey, and then there was a like the Grand Canyon, and then there was TJ Hawkinson. Um, so like this year, I obviously you'd have Travis Kelsey number one. I have Mark Andrews number two. Obviously. I have obviously. I have TJ Hawkinson ahead of Travis Kelsey. No, you do not. That's not true. <laughs> That's not <laughs> no, true. you do not. That's not true. But then the tight end that I'm in on this year that Ben is apparently not, and I feel like I'm on an island here. It's Darren Waller. I've got him at three. I'm not out on Darren Waller. Okay. And then in Dynasty. I mean, I throw in Kyle Pitts in there. And so then you're looking at Hawkinson as like tight end five-ish in Dynasty for me. So I don't hate him. I just, I'm not in love with him. Ben, I give you the floor to tell us why you're in love with him. First, I'm trying, what's his ADP right now? I will look. Find me TJ Hawkinson's ADP. Because if we're going to argue ADP, I guess we can have a, a slightly different conversation. I've got TJ Hawkinson as my tight end three right next to Mark Andrews. I've got him at tight end three in dynasty interchangeable with Mark Andrews. If you took TJ Hawkinson over Mark Andrews in dynasty, I wouldn't even be upset. I like TJ Hawkinson that much. I think, and you people have made the argument of Jordan Addison. It, it really doesn't scare me because we, we talk about, like people like Justin Jefferson sometimes more now that Addison's there. So if I think if we're going to make that argument, you have to make the same thing for TJ Hawkinson. It boosts the offense. Dalvin Cook is no longer there, so they're going to be even more pass-centric. You saw, I mean, what he did once he signed with the Vikings. He was incredible, consistently got targets. I mean, I don't think he had his worst two target games. He had six targets in Week 12 and 13. Respectively, every other time than that, um, Kirk Cousins targeted him nine times or more. And maybe Addison comes in and takes some targets, but Thielen's gone, which I think uh, Addison slots more into that role. And the whole offense will be more efficient. So Jefferson's obviously one. I mean, who's going to be covering TJ Hawkinson? Nobody. You got to deal with Addison and Jefferson. I, I don't. I just think TJ Hawkinson is coming into. He's entering the prime of tight end, and I'm trying more of – I'm just in on him. Is The the breakout is is here. It, I saw it last season, and I I think he's going to be the one to step into Kelsey's role once Kelsey is no longer the tight end one. It'll be TJ Hawkinson. As the tight end one? Yeah. Once – I mean, I'm, obviously for the next few years is Kelsey, but Kelsey's 32, 33 years old. He can't keep doing this. It's going to be Hawkinson after that. So He's the next great Andrews. tight end. It's not Andrews. It's Hawkinson. I disagree. Okay. 
here's some ADPs. So Hawkinson currently is the tight end three. He's going in the fourth round. I give you alternatives. Darren Waller is being drafted as the tight end seven in the sixth round. And I would rather have that, I guess, at draft cost for sure. Um, and then Dallas Goddard is being drafted as the tight end six in the end of the sixth round. So he's going later, which doesn't make any sense. How is his overall number lower than Darren Waller's? <laughs> but he's the what tight end What website are you on? <laughs> this is Fantasy Pro's Consensus ADP. Um, okay, no, it's Darren Waller's going in the seventh round. Okay, Darren Waller's in the seventh round. Dallas Goddard is in the sixth round. Uh, they're going back-to-back as tight end six and seven. I would rather take my shot on... I mean, Waller in the seventh right now is great. Uh, Goddard in the sixth, I would rather do that too than Hawkinson in the fourth. That's just me. I don't see. I I also am really not in the camp of Hawkinson will be the preeminent tight end once Kelsey's gone. I'm, I can't get on, on board with that. I think I it's am... Andrews. Andrews is two years older and has produced significantly better already. I just... And he's got a quarterback locked into a huge mega deal, too. Like, Kirk Cousins could go... I mean, Kirk Cousins might play one more year with the Vikings. And then it's a bit of a question mark what the quarterback situation could look like after that because you know... I mean, regardless of the quarterback, Justin Jefferson's going to be really good. Addison may or may not. We don't know for sure yet. But he won the Bolitnikoff in college. He had 1,300 yards. We saw Hawkinson be good with... Uh, with Jared Goff, and he was a little bit more inconsistent then, but he was yeah. good with Jared Goff. But he's being he's being valued higher now that he's on the Vikings than he was when he was on the Lions. He, with he Jared was Goff. better with with the Vikings than he was with the Lions. He was. He got a he got a ton of targets, a ton of targets, and I think there like there's valid questions about whether that volume will continue. And then on top of that, he got a ton of targets, but it wasn't. Like, he was not, let's put it this way. When Mark Andrews got a ton of targets, he, like, he was incredible. He outscored Travis Kelsey. Hawkinson got a ton of targets and was light years away from Travis Kelsey, I guess is where I look at it. He had a couple 30-point games in there. He did. He had that one ridiculous spike week. So, like, I I don't know. I think... I think part of it is the perception about him has gotten inflated a bit. I mean, he had 130 targets last year, which is a lot, but he didn't cross 1,000 yards, and he had six touchdowns. Um, Like, if you give Mark Andrews 130 targets every year, he gives you 1,100 yards and, I mean, six, seven touchdowns, sure. But, I mean, he's going to give you 1,100 yards. That's just what I feel. I don't know. Maybe I am just a sad believer, but I you might be, I'm all in but you've got him everywhere. So I mean, your mind. I do have him is. everywhere. You I also have it, Travis Kelsey everywhere as your. Uh, I only have him so in that one you place. can hedge your bet. I only have Kelsey somewhere one 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 league. I only have Andrews one league, and and in my to to be fair, I did take Andrews two spots ahead of T.J. Hawkinson in a startup earlier this offseason. But it's a tight end premium offseat uh, yeah. startup. I guess so they were, I look they were at really it like, close. Like, 
you can get Mark Andrews at the end of the third round, or you can get TJ Hawkinson at the beginning of the fourth round. And I would rather have Andrews. And I think the offense is going to be significantly better. Or you can just punt and go get Darren Waller in the seventh, which is probably the best tight end value on the board this year. I do have more fears of uh, Waller's health. His health scares me. He hasn't been healthy in a long time. He has not. He has not. So, I mean, he'll have to prove it to you that he can play, but, like, is Hawkinson going to be the wide receiver one for his team? He might be the wide receiver three or the pass catcher three, I guess. But also, ball a ton. but also positional scarcity. I know TJ Hawkinson is talent-wise a top three tight end in this league. And obviously he has he's developed chemistry early and often last season with Kirk Cousins. So I I mean I don't see a reason why that wouldn't continue this coming season. Yeah. All right, let's move on to we've got two more here. Another guy that I think we have a slight disagreement on, and I think the process is similar. It's just our results are a little bit different. Jackson Smith and Jigba, I am... I think I'm a little low on him this year, but it's not because I'm not super stoked about him. But I think it's just that I'm not 100% convinced they throw the ball 8 million times, and they've got three really good receivers. And so I'm just not sure the volume is there. So I have, I'm concerned, but I do think Njigba is f- like a very, very, very good wide receiver prospect. And I do think he's probably, I mean, I've said this before, I think he's Amon Ross St. Brown. I just don't think it happens year one. You know I love Njigba. Yeah. Yeah, we, we know. I've, I think he is very likely to be a top 24 receiver this year. That feels, some people may say it's spicy, some people say it's not. I just feel like he is, he's so good. He, he's he's a can't-miss prospect to me. I mean, I don't, I can say top 24. Obviously, I don't expect him to be unbelievable unless, like, DK Metcalf or somebody gets hurt. And, but the last time we saw him on the field, he put up 1,600 yards mm-hmm. and vastly outproduced Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, two guys that, I mean, you and I both love, that everybody loves. Those guys are incredible real-life NFL receivers. So it, it, he's not a stranger to wide receiver competition. I've seen people make the argument that, well, the Seahawks don't run many three wide receiver sets. Trust me, they're, they're going to this year. You don't draft JSN and still only run two wide receiver sets with DK and Lockett. It's it's not going to happen. JSN is going to see the field a lot this coming season. He's a target hog. He's going to play the slot, which is the most valuable role for fantasy anyway. Is he the wide receiver one in that offense? I Probably not. But, I mean, I truly would not be surprised if he gets more catches than DK Metcalf. And it's not that DK Metcalf is bad, but DK is, is – just kind of volatile here and there with his target share. And gosh, gosh, JSN is just, let's put it this way. As a prospect, he is in that category of, I'm not going to say he's better than Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase is the best receiver prospect we've seen in a very, very long time. Um, But he is, he's in the tier that I have them in, you know, just with Jamar Chase, with CD lamb, with Garrett Wilson, all these guys, he's that, talented and he's going to see the field i don't 
I just don't see a way he's not great year one. Yeah, I I think here's how I look at it. Um, I think DK had a very interesting year last year. And I think there's a lot of reasons to be a little bit cautious and a lot of reasons to also be optimistic at the same time. Last year he had 90 catches, uh, 1,050 yards, six touchdowns. So the volume was better than it had been in years past, but the big plays just weren't there. He was the number one targeted. Uh, he had the most red zone targets in the NFL last year, and it just turned into six touchdowns. It was a weird, a weird year in terms of touchdowns for him. His previous two years, he had twelve and ten touchdowns. So I think it is fair to expect double digit touchdowns from DK. Um, and honestly, JSN should open that up for him. Exactly. You can't, you can't lock in on him. Yeah. So. I guess I look at I look at DK like he is capable of volume. We just saw it last year. He's also capable of a lot of touchdowns. So like he hasn't quite delivered at elite, elite, top tier wide receiver um, production, but like he's shown the ability to do everything you need to be able to do. I guess is where I'm going with this. He can be a target hog. He can also be a touchdown savant. Um, he just kind of, he needs to put it all together in one season. So we've got that. You shelve that, put it to the side. You've also got Tyler Lockett, who's probably the most slept on wide receiver in the NFL. Dude has averaged seven touchdowns a year over the past three years. Um, he essentially gets the same yardage numbers as DK Metcalf. He's a deep threat, but he's also a slot receiver, but he's also an outside guy. Like he's a great player. So you've got those two, like those two guys together are incredible. And then you throw in Jackson Smith and Jigba, which I think can be a 110 catch receiver sooner rather than later. It's just that like year one, is he going to get a hundred catches? I don't think so. I think he gets more like 70, but I still think he can be really good with 70 catches. I mean, he can get the range of outcomes on that are like 900 yards to like 1,200 yards. And then the touchdowns are, I don't know. I, with him, I have no clue what to do with the touchdowns. For me, it's I think DK probably gets around 10. Lockett probably loses a couple, I would imagine. But he could still probably get like five or six. And then you're left with, well, how many does JSN get? I don't know, whatever's left. Which could be anywhere from like four to like 11. I have no clue. And I don't really know what to do with him. And then they also spent a high pick on a running back in Zach Charbonnet. Uh, they also took Kenny McIntosh later in the draft as well. So, like, are they going to run the ball a ton and then just do a bunch of play action with the receiving game? I don't know. So I love a lot of the pieces there on that offense. I just don't know what to do with them. And I think that's where I end up with JSN. Yeah, I think it's – for me, it's truly just a talent bit. I know what I saw last time I saw him, and I saw him outproduce two of the best receivers in the NFL. Yeah. And he's he's great. I get yeah. I get your concerns. I'm not gonna argue those either way. I don't know. That's just that's just my hot take. I'm I'm a big believer in Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. I say all that and I have been aggressively trying to acquire JSN in all the dynasty leagues where I can get him. You are not getting him from me. And I have I have yet to get him. <laughs> it's so frustrating. 
I have him one place, probably not going to get him anywhere else. Yeah. All right, last guy here. It's deja vu. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm don't so it. low on Michael Pittman. <laughs> oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say DeAndre Swift. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not stoked about DeAndre Swift this year, but we don't need to talk about DeAndre Swift right now. I'm so glad. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to have to sit here and defend him again. <laughs> I'll make don't you defend make, Michael Pittman instead. I'll I'll defend Michael Pittman here. <laughs> Bring it. Let's let's do it. Okay. Where you got him? <laughs> I've got him solo. I've got Michael Pittman at wide receiver 48. 48. <laughs> Are you stupid? Uh, you, you've got to have like Gabe Davis ahead of him. Uh, no, I don't actually. And Kadarius Tony. I do have Kadarius Tony ahead of him. You come on now. Okay, come on. Here's here's where I'm, I'm at him with around him. wide receiver thirty. Okay, I will not. It's not going to be. We had this same argument last season. Yeah, it was one of the better posts we made. When I was yelling at you about you had Michael Pittman at like wide receiver twenty four, I had him at wide receiver ten. But that was before Matt Ryan was a bad quarterback. So, right, <laughs> bear with me there. But continue. continue what if I me. told you the passing volume next year is not going to get any better than it was this previous no, it, season? It, I'm not going to argue that. Here's what I've got the passing offense as a whole projected for right now. 3,115 yards and 16 passing touchdowns. Well, they got to go somewhere. They got to go somewhere. And here's where the conflict started because I do think Michael Pittman is the number one receiver in the offense. And I gave him pretty much the same market share in the offense as he had last year when he had 140 targets. In fact, I've got him as a more efficient per catch receiver this year than he was last year. I mean, he had 140 targets last year and didn't get 1,000 yards. I've got him at 64 catches for 860 yards and five touchdowns, which is, it's not great, all things considered. It feels low, but I think because of the passing offense, it's going to be low. And they also added Josh Downs, who I think is a really good receiver and is going to fit into the slot. And he may not be a big play guy, but I think he's a uh, he's going to soak up a lot of underneath targets, which is where Michael Pittman honestly lives. Yeah, but if it's Anthony Richardson throwing the ball, I mean, I don't care about underneath targets that much anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't really see an avenue for him being a top twenty four receiver this year. In fact, I see zero I, avenue. I thought happening. I was not very high on him at thirty. 30, 31, 32, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think 30 is probably an optimistic view of Michael Pittman. That's considering he was 20 last year. The offense was terrible offense. last year, and he was the wide receiver 20. Yeah. Like, I, I still think he hits 1,000 yards. I mean, he's, you know, healthy the whole season. Richardson's the quarterback. Like, he's probably going to hit 1,000 yards. Is he going to be top 24? Probably not. But, like, He's better than forty eight. Jeez, <laughs> like you have him, you get you you get Anthony Richardson, and you drop him thirty eight spots. 
No, 28. I'm sorry. 28. 28? Yeah. No, that's... You know that's I mean, if you, lose, if you, you lose 100 you know yards and, like, 20 catches, that's that's where you end up. Not 48. That's I've like, got this as a... That's Brandon Ayuk level. Yeah, it is. No, honestly. no, no, no. That's worse than Brandon Ayuk. Way worse than Brandon Ayuk. No, it's it's where I've got Brandon Ayuk. Actually, no. Brandon Ayuk is three spots ahead of Michael Pittman right now. You've got him like Brandon Cooks level. That's where you've got him right now. Now, that's just mean. Because Brandon Cooks is like 60 right now. <laughs> Brandon Cooks <laughs> is 29. Super... He's 29 in yours? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm... We should have talked Brandon Cooks thing because I'm like very low on Brandon Cooks. He's been the Cowboys. I'm trying to find him. Where is Brandon? I don't Cooks like the either? Cowboys, but I mean he'll be fine. Where's Brandon Cooks? Was command wide receiver three probably. Oh, uh, well, never mind. I have Brandon Cooks ahead of him. Come on now. <laughs> He's the wide receiver like two or three, and Pittman's the wide receiver one on his team. Yeah, but like, okay, he is the wide receiver one on his team. But does that mean anything for that team? Yes, because like he's the only one that anyone cares about. I don't like, think I you, think you mentioned be... Josh Downs, Alec Pierce. Like I'm, I'm sorry, they they don't mean that much to me. It's Pittman and basically nobody's. See, I don't. I mean, I don't think that the passing the offense is not going to be good. good. But he's better than wide receiver forty eight. I mean, you look at the number and you say forty eight, and you say that's too low. But then you it, look it, at where is the offense going to pass for more yards? Are they going to pass more touchdowns? No. So you just think... And he was the wide receiver 20 last year. So you, 20. You, you look at it more like... You can't like, drop in 28 spots. You think he's going to have... Like the volume... Like they threw the ball 530 times last year, and I've got him dropping 100 pass attempts. Like I just, I just don't see the volume being enough. Like, I don't think in terms of percentage of team targets Michael Pittman drops, I just think the team targets come down, and then the quality of those targets, your one is not super good, and so you're left with what you're left with. I don't know, man. That's It feels bad. It feels really bad, but I, can I don't know if this. I'm going to change it. If he's on the board at those ranges, I'm smashing it every single time. See, he's Every not on the board in those time. ranges. I mean, if exactly. he's if he's on the board at wide receiver forty five, I'm taking him for sure. If because he's on I the think, board at wide receiver thirty two, I'm taking him. See, I wouldn't do that. I'd rather go like Mike Williams or something. Yeah, because he's going to be what my wide receiver three at that point. Yeah, three, probably. four. Yeah, that's I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. I I guess I need to adjust Michael Pittman. I won't, but I should. You should. All right, let's and, do. And it's going to come down some. Like when you're on the clock, and you're yeah. looking at players, on on the clock changes a lot of feelings. Yeah, I mean it does. Well, okay, we're doing a keep trade cut. Is the next little thing here? I'm going to pull up. I just did a mock draft on Sleeper to get a few of these keeps, trades, cuts. I've not um, seen these. You have not. I'm going to try and find. Good lord. Receiver. Okay, Michael Pittman. All right, he went in the middle of the sixth round in this little mock draft. So the keep trade cut here. These guys went back to back to back. Keep trade cut. Michael Pittman, Marquise Brown, or Drake London? I 
It's actually tough because I don't like either of any of these guys. <laughs> uh, I think you've got to start Hollywood Brown. I think I keep Michael Pittman, and I think I cut Drake London. Oh, wait! So you you got to trade it's a, Marquise Brown, and you keep Michael Pittman. And oh, sorry, sorry, London? sorry. Trade Michael Pittman, keep Marquise Brown, and cut my uh, cut Drake London. It's really because difficult. It's, it's the same argument there for Drake London. I love Drake London as a talent, but like, look at look at the Falcons last year. Kyle Pitts had like a sixty percent target share with twenty five targets, like. Yeah. Obviously, I'm exaggerating, but like there were truly games where we threw the ball 13 times. Yep. I think we'll throw more with Desmond Ritter, but I don't even know if Desmond Ritter is a good quarterback. I don't know if he's a starting caliber quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I do think all and three of these guys. And we want to guys, lead the NFL in rushing. You really do. All three of these guys are in a very similar situation where I think they're the number one wide receiver on their I teams, like and it's not Hollywood close. Brown. I want yeah, to. Yeah. I really want to like Hollywood Brown, and I guess but there's the no only. Kyler. Well, you get like probably a well, but at that point they may not have won. They Kyler. may not have won a game at that point. And at that point, is Kyler is it worth it to bring Kyler back? <clears throat> if the, if the, if there's no Kyler, then the cut here is Marquise Brown because if he's catching passes from Tim Boyle all year or whoever the heck it is, then yeah, I I don't want him catching passes. But I, from whoever I do that think is. in that situation though, if you're if you're looking at these three receivers, you have to keep trade cut those three guys i think you can keep brown in the hopes that kyler's coming yeah. back because if you don't have a better receiver than these three guys you're out of the running anyway i'm sorry right and <laughs> if it's if it's kyler murray taking snaps at quarterback i would keep marquise brown yeah if absolutely. i knew that if i get a half i've seen him kyler, dominate with yeah. kyler yes and, no and i think Hopkins. i think drake london's a better talent than michael pittman i do um but, I mean, but, they, they put up essentially the same numbers last year. Except you're Michael looking Pitt at a, a healthy Kyle Pitts, and they just brought in B. John Robinson. Yeah, I know. With it's not good. A, I don't even know if a good quarterback. It's not good. It's not good. From a dynasty perspective, I am far higher <laughs> on Drake London than I am in 2023. Yes, I, uh, I agree. All right, next one here. T. Higgins, oh, Chris God. Olave, or D.K. Metcalf. Why'd you do this to me? Okay, okay, okay. I can do this. Uh, All three of these guys. I'm cutting DK Metcalf. Let's just open with that. DK's out of the picture. But Olave and Higgins is is this for this year or Dynasty? This year. Or do we want to look at all all of these guys will be this year? All of them this year. I think I think I've got because uh, I've got these guys back to back in my rankings. I know. <laughs> I know it. It's so difficult. Uh, I don't want to, but I think I've got to keep Higgins and I've got to trade Olave. For reference, I have T. Higgins one spot ahead of Olave in my rankings. I have Higgins at 12 and Olave at 13. Yeah. So Metcalf would also be my cut. Yeah. Um, and I just gave the argument for why Metcalf is really good, but I think Olave and Higgins are, quote-unquote, insulated values more than uh, Metcalf is. Oh, like, absolutely. I think their floors are better. Olave, I think, is probably 
I think Olave has a better opportunity. He's, I think to he's got better upside five. than Higgins. Yes. Yeah, I but think I he's think got better upside. Higgins but the offense could is be remarkably worse. safe. Yeah, I mean Higgins. The only is, the only thing you're worried about Higgins is literally injury. Yep. L- truthfully, looking at his schedule last year, the only bad games he had were Week One when he got hurt early in the game. Uh, week Five against Baltimore, he got hurt early in the game. Cleveland, he didn't play. He got they took him out after the first step, and then Week Seventeen against Buffalo. Every other game, he had 16, 11, 21. You don't love seven. And then 11, 12, 10, 19, 20, 11, 13, 22. Like when he's on the field, at worst, he's getting you 10 points. I will say this. Three straight years, he's got the same final stat line. He has finished in PPR wide receiver 28 rookie year. We'll give him a pass because Joe Burrow towards ACL. Uh, 24 and 18. So he has yet to finish as a top 12 receiver. He's yet to finish as a top 15 receiver. Um, he has not, he hasn't gotten 120 targets in a full season yet. He's so never he also with played injuries. a full season there too, too. It says he plays 17 games, No, but he actually, he actually didn't miss a game, quote unquote, this year. He just got hurt early in three games. And then one game, obviously. He got he hurt play. in warm-ups twice this last year and missed a game. <laughs> <laughs> so that I got burned, I think, once by when they were playing Cleveland in like week uh, 14. I definitely started T. Higgins because they're like, yep, he's good to go. Even though yeah. he was like questionable the whole week, like, okay, fine, he's playing. He played one snap. And then, and then there was out. then there was the Demar Hamlin game too. So That's that a, one you give you gotta a pass throw on. that out. You can't count you that. Th- you throw that one out. That was not a he didn't do anything there. So yeah, I I would probably keep Olave trade Higgins cut Metcalf. Yeah, I'll play the upside. All right, They're next one extremely here. close though. <clears throat> All three of these guys are third round picks currently. Start like okay. Uh, we're going cross positional here. We have. Mark Andrews, Brees Hall, and Devonta Smith. Mm. I think as it stands right now, it's, I don't like this either. I it's think, tough. I think I... Oh, Lord. I think I cut Devonta Smith as bad as that feels. I would also cut Devonta Smith. I think I keep Mark Andrews because yep. of the safety. And with the questions around Brees Hall, I think I trade him. That is exactly what I would do. It feels bad. Maybe we won't cancel the show. We're finally on the same page. <laughs> All right, last one here. Uh, this is three running backs. We have one of we have two of our darlings in here. So this is going to oh be boy. brutal. Oh boy. Uh, we've got Miles Sanders, Alexander oh Madison. Boy. Oh boy. And Cam Akers. Oh, this is easy. Okay. All right. This is easy. I'm cutting Madison. Okay. Yeah. I am keeping Miles Sanders and I'm trading Cam. Frickin' A, Ben. We got it. We're the exact same again. Thank you. <laughs> and I like Cam Akers. I love Cam I'm Akers. Him. I'm going to trade him. Cam I'm Akers. Very high on Miles Sanders this season. Yeah. So, all right. Cam Akers has the higher ceiling, in my opinion. But uh, Miles Sanders and has. Of course, they're a coming floor. out with the juicy stories of uh, what's his face? Sony Michelle. What? No, no, no. Who's the? Co- I know they signed Sony Michelle, but I ain't, I ain't worried about Sony Michelle. Trust me. 
who's their coach? Sean McVay being like, oh, yeah, yeah Kamek is going to be our centerpiece of the offense this year. I'm like, yes, yes, but you said that last year. Exactly. <laughs> it meant nothing a year ago. <laughs> but I'm ready to get hurt again. Yep. Um, yeah, I just look at it like Sanders has a floor of RB20 unless he gets hurt. Akers could finish like RB40. <laughs> we saw that last year. Um, he could do nothing for the first 12 weeks of the season. <laughs> exactly. So, and then they decide to give him 80 touches a game. He he could flame out bust again and make us look like idiots. But my goodness, the talent coming out was so good. You can chalk up the past couple of years to an Achilles injury, which he's now free and clear from. He is the number one running back on the depth chart for a team that might be a playoff team, but also might be a top five picking team in next year's NFL draft. We don't really know. I think it's probably more of the second option. I lean more towards as a playoff team, but I have no conviction in that at all. Uh, Yeah, but I, I do. I will say I think Cam Akers is far safer than he's ever made. I, I really do. I mean, who? Sonny Michelle. That's who they signed. And yep. then who's the backup? Uh, Zach Evans. And Kyron. They Lawrence. drafted. And Kyron didn't see the field last year. Ain't going to see it this year. Yep. Zach Evans is good, but we weren't really high on him in the draft process anyway. So why would I love him now all of a sudden? Yeah. Kendra Miller so has already and been. And then Sonny Michelle. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sanders for me is my sneaky top 12 running back finisher this year. I wouldn't be shocked if Akers was top 12. I wouldn't but either. I, I do think it is far more likely that it's Sanders. Yes. I, if you had to put like a percentage chance on it that those guys finish top 12, if you were to do all three of these guys, for Sanders, I'd say you're probably looking at like 50% that he finishes top 12. Acres, I'd probably go higher than that. I'd go, go I'd like, probably put him at 65. Acres okay. at probably around 25. And Madison ain't, I don't, I just don't, I think they bring somebody else in. I really do. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how to feel about Alexander Madison. I think you should sell him if you've got him anyway. Oh, gosh, yeah. Redraft Dynasty, you sell Madison right now. I've seen people get first-round picks for him. Holy If you crap. If you offer me a first-round pick, if if it's a 2025 first-round pick, like, I'm taking it right Honestly, now. Honestly, if you offer me a 2024 first-round pick for Cam Akers right now, I will think about it for a very long period of time. I would, I would definitely think about it. It had to be... It have to be a tempting first round pick of like a, a one of the mid level teams. I'm like, I could turn into a top five pick, but yeah. Okay, what? I, I, let's throw one it. more guy in here. If uh, if Antonio Gibson is a is a member of that threesome, he's the fourth member. Does it change anything? No. Okay, so it's still your cutting is Gibson like the the least of those. Yeah, honestly, I think I'd prefer, prefer Madison to Gibson okay. at this point. I probably would too. I've, I, it's been it's been too many years of the same thing with Gibson. Like I'm I'm completely done. I don't care. Fair enough. That'll do it for this one. You got anything else you want to add to it? Uh, no. Is the show still on? Are we are we staying together? Are we breaking it up? No, we're breaking up. Okay, good. Michael Pittman was the last straw. That's what I was hoping <laughs> for. But forty eight. Uh, you know that's garbage. I know it's low. I mean, I didn't even. Th- Maybe I'm not high on him, but like, no, that's that's disrespectful, is what you did. <laughs> and on that uh, disappointing note, it's time to end. <laughs>
Thank you guys uh, for this uh, grand tour. This is the grand tour. That's exactly what that was. (laughs) It's time to end. Yes. (laughs) Thank you guys for checking out the episode. Uh, If you enjoy what we did here, check us out on Instagram at fantasy brothers underscore or on Twitter. We do the occasional tweet. I found where you were tweeting about our uh, rookie draft in one of our leagues. I was where I completely ruined your plans. You did. It was great. You burnt them to the ground. I had to look at, I went from thinking I was going to get Jackson Smith and Jigba to being like, oh, I'm staring at Bryce Young. Shoot me. To be fair, I took JSN at, you did get Anthony Richardson because I took JSN at two. It was hot. It was hot. But my quarterbacks in that league were Herbert and Burrow, so I'm like, I can I can skip on Anthony Richardson. <sighs> the best part was when I took uh, Gibbs at four, and that completely did. <laughs> Just wrecked your plans. I was like, well, I'll end up with one of them at six. It was there. It was there. <sighs> All right, that'll do it. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.